and welcome to HP After Dark. Your yearly show? I don't know. The show used to be on the schedule and it's not anymore. It's HP After Dark, the time of the month or year. Or the, the Ben's dread. time of the month. The time, the time of, of the month. month. <laughs> For those who don't know, this is a show from the boys who bring you the HP podcast. It's really a show that we started a couple years ago just to be able to talk about whatever we felt like. Not that we don't do that on the regular show, but we do try to like have some news in there. But on this show, it's like just whatever. We could talk about video games. We could talk about uh, movies. We could talk about music, whatever. Anything they feel like talking about or nothing at all for that matter. And the show is, um, well, really, it's for us. We're glad you're listening and we would love to hear from you, but we want to talk about it because we want to talk. We want to just have a time to be able to hang out. Uh, if you're not familiar with the HP podcast, it is a show about video games. We have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash phantom. You can sign up for as little as a dollar a month. If you sign up for the $3 level, you get this show a month early every however often we decide to record it. And we do want to record it a little more often, but let me introduce everybody here with me. I'm Ben and with me here today is Dave, the man, Lambden. Hello, Dave. How are you? I'm good, Ben. How are you? Good to be here. I'm, I'm happy we're doing this again. Uh, it's been a while. I uh, I like when we we take the reins off and just go nuts. Take the reins off like a horse at a beauty pageant. So yeah. they, that's the old saying, right? Dressage. Can't put lipstick on a pig or something. Yep. That's yep. the saying <laughs> about podcasts. <laughs> also with me is the most glorious ginger, Brandon Duncan. Hello, Brandon. It is me. It is I. I have come. It's good to see you. Good to see you as well. I say that as if I haven't been hanging out with you for the last two hours or something. It's great to see you. It's been some time since we've last talked on the mic (laughs) about, you know, 15 minutes. Right. Um, What's up, Ben? I'm just uh, here. Happy to happy to be here. Happy to be doing the show to talk about at some point. Sonic's teeth will probably come up Oh, Um, again from the grave, from the grave. Our our friend Phil, who has passed away now. Uh, Not really. It's a joke. If you're, if you're new, but our friend Phil can't be here, but he usually likes to bring up Sonic. So I feel like we sh- like I've just done that, actually, in his stead. We almost snagged him. Yeah, Still, let's almost. step away from the joke. We almost got him on this time. Maybe next after dark, but we will see. Honestly, the reason this show has been so long is partially out of laziness and uh, partially because we were trying to get Phil at least to be able to be on these. But um, it, our schedules just haven't lined up very well. So he's a busy boy and. Well, we're not really, but <laughs> he's busy. Also, our last cast member of the evening, sitting on the casting couch, as a matter of mm. fact, is Dustin Furman. Show Hello, us Dustin. what you got. Hello. Hey, how, how bad do you want to be on this podcast, Dustin? You, you look very beautiful. We're going to have to see some, some more of you here tonight to be able to um, determine, you know, we want to see what you're worth here. I was going to say, I got three dudes staring at maybe not dave i can't quite see dave from where i'm sitting if i strain my neck hard to the left i can see dave how hard can you strain oh trust me i can go way harder (laughs) Uh, but i'm glad to be back here on after dark after dark is extra fun because in all the different podcasts i end up doing they're all structured even the one that's supposed to be not structured is structured and so i love the free for all of after dark this is the jackson pollock yes. of podcasting right yeah. and that's what i'm here for that's like, i'm excited it's like a stream of consciousness almost yeah in a way oh yeah exactly it's uh it feels good and it feels good especially not gonna lie to talk to dave right now yeah. because i love dave i don't get to talk to him all that often and so dave i'm, I'm happy to 
be able to see you at seriously what almost if I look over at the TV, you're like almost at a 90 degree angle for me. <laughs> uh, but you look great nonetheless, let me tell you. So it's good to see you, man. Thanks. Yeah, our, my, my weekly interaction with Dustin is is usually limited to asking you to leave the room so we can hit record on our on uh, the flagship podcast. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's nice that we can we can have a, a you know, a discussion here. So it's good to see you too, friend. Hell yeah, for sure. I was guys, I was I need to tell Brandon knows this and Ben might know this, but I need to tell Dave before when you guys were recording, you know, what I did downstairs. What? I don't want to know. Something, actually. something dirty involving wieners. Oh, Ooh. yeah. I made two glizzies spiral hot do- sp- spiral cut. My well, they aren't really I don't do the spiral cut anymore. It's too much work. So here's what I do. What? Now, do you it's know about the spiral much, cut? Yeah, I know about the spiral cut. How is it too much? It work? is kind of a dude. You almost you almost cut your finger glizzies when you do it. I get what he's saying. Here's what you do in order. So if anyone doesn't know, the spiral cut dog is how you you cut the meat open a little bit so it can kind of like get the fat cooking on the inside and all that good stuff. You you're supposed to do the spiral cut and it makes it look cool like a, an accordion. But mm-hmm. I just put little little cuts yeah a little ribbed for her pleasure if you know what i'm saying with these glizzies (laughs) so i did that and i played final fantasy 16 and uh it was a great time as god intended yeah (laughs) i i know that um i mean we you know 75 percent of our makeup here on this show right now is um, american oh which um you know we're the we're the king of hot dogs but i'm curious about hot dog culture in canada dave how is it up in the great white north uh, do you have uh, a national like that's our national food? You know, baseball is our national pastime. Well, I don't know if those are real things or not, but like that's what we say in Canada. Do you guys like I don't know suck on on trees for maple syrup or we literally do? Like that's that's a thing. What? Maple syrup is that you you attach like a little stick into that goes into like the tree and it gives it like a tree dick. Yeah, and then you put a bucket on that <laughs> and then like like tree cum comes out and and then you boil it slightly and then you got maple syrup. So, I mean, that's, that's, I know you were joking, but we literally but suck not, trees. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I was wondering like, could you drill that hole and then put your mouth on the hole and get the syrup out? You'd you wait, could, but I think you need to, you need to actually boil it first to get like the proper like maple syrup viscosity, but um, you could, and I guess people do that. And I, I actually just went to like a, it was called a maple fest not long ago and, and watched yeah. them do this, watch people suck on trees. Um, yeah. Us Canadians go nuts for that stuff. It's, it's cool. I mean, it comes from a tree, but it's literally just syrup. Um, Have you corked a tree yourself? I've never corked me a tree, but it's it's on my list. <laughs> Isn't it tapping a tree? Just to add made another <laughs> sexual reference. I'm pretty sure it's tree tapping. Yeah, right? you're you're right because you you are you are attaching a tap to the tree where the where the sap oh cult comes out or something. I don't know. But, yeah. No, I, I know you're not a tree expert, or at least I don't think you are. But does that hurt the trees in any way? Like, does, wouldn't you think like bone in the hole into the tree hurt would hurt it eventually? Well, a little bit of pain is okay at first. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> we all know that. Just a little bit, you know. No passing out or anything. I guess it's like stuff. fishing. Like you, like yes, it hurts the tree, but if it's controlled and and you only do it so much, then um, you know it's 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 okay. And we need our syrup, so right. uh, you know, a little bit of pain gets you some gain. So it's it's okay. It's uh, it all comes out in the wash in this they sticky syrupy wash. I got sure. a hot take about syrup. Uh, I think the artificial syrup is better than the real thing. I think it depends on the artificial syrup. Mm. But yes, yeah, I, I 
kind of agree with that to an extent. Dave, what what do you make of this? Yeah, I don't think you've had very good syrup. So I I, I made a similar <laughs> statement to uh, um, um, a friend of Handsome Phantom, um, Sabrina, about mozzarella. I said that mozzarella, I thought mozzarella was quite overrated. It was just chewy texture. It didn't have any flavor to it. And she said something that stuck with me. She said, "It's I know what you're saying, but it sounds like you haven't had good mozzarella. So I think this is similar. Yeah. You guys haven't had proper maple syrup, maybe tapped directly from the tree. Um, yeah. But it is definitely better than the synthetic crap. I definitely have, but there's a part, like I know that certain things are better than others. I know that like, not only intellectually, but also I feel it in my bones, the tr- the tree boner even. <laughs> but there's also something about like when I was growing up, like we had country crock and we had fake maple syrup and we had, you know, like shitty stuff that now I'm just like, well, that's the way it's supposed to taste. And your mama. You know, the, the other thing might be better, but I'm not sure if it's actually supposed to be like if I want it to be better. I want it to be the shitty way I know it. Yeah. Dude, Brandon, you mentioned Aunt Jemima, R.I.P. I know. They killed her. Dude, they did. They took her out. No they said longer. No more. I no bet lo- that businesswoman from 100 years ago was very proud of the <laughs> fact that she was uh, racially profiled off of her own yeah. product. Well, I think there was some, not to not, uh, make this podcast political immediately. Sure. No one likes that. <laughs> but I think their family was kind of the, the family oh, of they? Aunt Jemima was like, well, this sucks. Yeah. I mean, that's possible. But I just I, she was like a real person. Wasn't I she? thought she was. Maybe yeah. maybe I'm making this up. It's just out of my head. I'm pretty sure she was a real person, but I don't think Mrs. Butter, Butterworth was. If only. Yeah. If only she was. <laughs> if man. only, dude. Those bottles got me. Do you ever? You know the bottles dude. are they're shaped like yeah. Mrs. Butterworth. She got something going on. She does. She's got that silhouette in just the right way. <laughs> the silhouette <laughs> in just the right way. Damn, dude. Speaking of bottles, Brandon, I was thinking about you earlier. Yeah. Today, and then we mentioned it a little bit ago. Uh, you're going to a concert tomorrow night. Yeah, to dude, see Post Malone, I'm the Bottle King. Post Malone, the Bud Light King, um, the cigarette smoking, uh, tattooed face toting boy. Um, <laughs> I, but, I, and I really, I, I kind of wanted to bring up a bigger discussion sure. about just concerts in general. I keep unplugging someone's oh, that's, uh, headphones. That's mine. Okay. Uh, wait, no, no, no. That's not mine. I'm, so don't worry about it. I'm just going to move I think my... that's Brandon. <laughs> don't <Yeah>. worry about <laughs> it. Yeah, I was going to say, I keep not hearing you guys for a second or two. Um, go ahead. Well, I just wanted to talk about concerts. Like, I love concerts. Yeah. I used to go to concerts when I was in high school and college. I think about 80% of my income went to concerts. I would go to at least one show a week back in the days. Most of them were small shows, not like stadium shows or anything. Um, I don't go to nearly as many anymore, partially because of lack of interest and partially because concert scene is big and partially because they're more expensive now than they used to be whenever i was seeing like shitty bands but i don't know i wanted to talk about like what like concerts (laughs) you know i'm pretty excited to go to post malone man um the last time i was at this venue we saw rascal flats oh my god weirdly Mm. i had no (laughs) i'm not a i'm not a country fan um i'm a i'm a fan of country Back when it was country, I'm going to say a, a controversial statement. Back in the day. Back before all this pop garbage. Back before Taylor Swift went country or That's went right. pop. That's right. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm super excited. The last time I went, I, I, I saw Rascal Flatts. And surprisingly, out of nowhere, one of the better shows I've ever been to. Yeah. Uh, the lead singer of Rascal Flatts has some motherfucking pipes. Yeah. Uh, and I had never experienced tailgating. I know that's something that people do often at shows, but... I, 
I don't go to sporting events and I rarely go to large scale uh, concerts. And so that is something I never experienced. But we played fucking cornhole and got a little shit faced. And then we went and laid on the lawn and listened to fucking Rascal Flatts. It makes the music sound better. Yeah, I think. Yeah, 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 it really does. So maybe that was why it sounded so good. Um, but this time I'm going to see Post Malone. I think it will be an incredibly different audience oh, than yeah. the Rascal Flats concert. Um, so really looking forward to that. I told you guys, what I'm not looking forward to is just bathing in the sun for hours because my ginger skin actually will melt off of my body. Um, so I'm just going to be lather. <laughs> I'm going to have to bathe in sunblock um, before I go. I, but... I need to talk about your ginger skin for just a moment to deviate from the concert sure. for a second. Sure. On the 4th of July... Um, I was oh, having God. we were having lunch over at my parents and I invited you and Lauren, your fiance, to come over and hang out and everything. And so we we just kind of, you know, hung out and did some grilling and um, hung out on the porch and drank some beers and, you know, whatever. And we were in the shade about 95 percent of the day <laughs> and about three percent of the time you were there. We were under a tent and then about two percent of the time rounding out that 100 percent for those mathematicians out there. You were just kind of barely in the sun. Right. And I spoke to you later that evening. This is a week ago now. And you told me you were burnt. Bright red. <laughs> Bright yeah, red yeah. from that two so, minutes in the sun. So like I didn't I didn't blister or yeah. anything, but I feel like I was pretty close. Like I'm glad I got out of the sun when I did because my skin is not made for it. Um, I will tell you that. Um, luckily, I hate being outside for the most part. Um, yeah but it kind of works out in my favor. It's a damn shame though. I'll I'll take car rides and be sunburned by the end of the car ride if my arm is near the window. So, yeah. It's it's pretty pathetic as a as a as a human. Right. Um I feel kind of let down by my own body. Yeah. Dave, back to the concerts part. I've never really I've talked I've gone to and talked about many concerts with Brandon and Dustin. I've never spoken with you about concerts. Are you also going to be attending the Pittsburgh Post Malone concert tomorrow evening? <laughs> I, I hope so. Not. Shit, dude. Um, <laughs> fuck. Like, like, like a lot of people, I, 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 I grew up going to a lot of like small local concerts. Um, there were this, these like local bands that I used to go see at churches, and they weren't like Christian bands. They were just that's where small bands played. It's a good venue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's acoustic suck, but you're literally staying. I don't know if have you guys heard of the band Alexis on Fire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they they used to play at at this church like regularly, and and it would just be a crowd of kids and standing in front of this band play, uh, you know, just before they got big. But yeah, I used to do that stuff a lot, and then I you know started to go to slightly larger shows, and then last year I went to two shows almost about a month apart. Um, as you guys know, I went to France and Belgium last year and I caught a block party when they were in Brussels um, at a pretty small venue, um, but it was still two stories. And um, yeah, it was so cool. Like it's just the perfect size venue. I love block party. I've seen them three or four times. Uh, there was only one uh, opening band, so it wasn't like a ridiculously long show. Um, and it was in Brussels. So that was really, really cool. Yeah. And then uh, for my wife's birthday last year, at the end of June, I took her to see Backstreet Boys at Darien Lake. Oh in New shit! York. Hell yeah! So, like, I've seen them. Polar opposite, like mega band in a massive like stadium um, kind of venue, and um, still a really good show. We didn't have great seats, but it's Backstreet Boys. I mean, they're a mega band for a reason. They put on a really really good show, and. You you can you can you can pass it off like you don't know the words, but you know the words through a lot of those songs. So, 
um, yeah, we had a good time. So yeah, two very different recent concert experiences, but uh, they're good every once in a while. That's for sure. I, if festivals, I don't think are really a thing for me, but I think if it's a band that I'm interested in, then uh, yeah, I like concerts every now and then. Man, I, I used to go to festivals all the time because like I said, I used to go to a ton of concerts and occasionally like there'd be two or three concerts on the same night that you wanted to go to and you just couldn't. But with festivals, like generally most of them are appeal to the same audience, like a, a similar genre. Maybe they're not exactly the same, but like there's a crossover there. Festivals were wild. I remember the, the venue Brandon's talking about going to to see Post Malone used to have the Warp Tour. Dude, I went to that. And Warp Tour, I would go there every year and just stand in multiple different parking lots and fields and just bake in the heat and like see people drinking copious amounts of beer and not any other liquids and passing out by like 11 o'clock in the morning. And like, just, I don't know. I remember one time watching the band, the starting line. And at one point they just said, show us your titties. And like 15 or 16 women just like took their tops off (laughs) while they were on their, their significant other's shoulders. And it was like, insanity wild just dude, wild stuff dude there was some crazy shit that happened at the warp tour i was at the dude on stage i think it was like does this sound like a bit we the lions i don't uh, i don't recall something like that he, he was like everyone throw your shoes on stage oh and my then God. and then when people did it he was like you guys are fucking stupid no you don't have <laughs> shoes dude the people why would you do that and there was just i agree the the festival scene is an entire other beast it, does, it almost doesn't exist anymore yeah yeah it's kind of like a relic Ma- many festivals i mean dustin you used to go to a couple big festivals that have kind of you know either incredibly changed or you know or something different altogether at this point yeah we would go to cornerstone every summer and yeah it's no longer around anymore and that dude talking about the heat like you're talking like certain years 105 oh, degrees God. 100 degrees Damn. and you're there for a week Oh, and you're outside the entire, the entire time. time and it was like the you would stay up till two in the morning seeing bands or hanging out or whatever go to bed and then you'd as soon as the sun came up and, and that hits your tent you're up <laughs> you're so up. it's like 6 30 you're yeah. getting up every day <laughs> right and you just want to die by the end but it was a, it's a, a great time. time now ben i i gotta say i've been thinking about concerts a lot since my most recent one yeah i wanted to get into that yeah so here's the thing that's been weird for me in the last year or so is that about a year ago uh, not quite a year ago it'll be a year in october i saw iron maiden in dc and we had an awesome experience because we had floor tickets and my dad's part of the iron maiden fan club so we got to go first to the barrier so literally there was one person in front of me yeah at a stadium show in the very front i've never had that experience before and it was 10 out of 10 amazing did you feel the heat from the flames oh yeah yeah i could feel everything and i here's the thing okay there's there's two elements to this number one since then a lot of concerts just aren't like it's like i (laughs) experienced such an awesome concert so close that and it's the fair thing is that a lot of bands that I see now are bands I've seen before. Right. Very rarely am I seeing bands that I haven't seen before, just because I, I don't know. Maybe I'm at the point in my life where I'm just getting into less new music. Yeah. Right. I think that's natural. But here's the really concerning thing that I've been dealing with the, for since that concert is that I did not wear earplugs uh-huh. at the Iron Maiden concert, and since then, 
I have had some degree of ringing in my ear yeah, fuck. permanently yeah. since then. Yeah. Now, I was really concerned the first three months. And then it's really, really gone down to the point where I don't even really think about it. I can go a whole week without thinking about it until I'll be like laying in bed and I can hear it a tiny bit. <laughs> so but since then, I've been wearing ear protection like a good boy at every show. And when I was at the most recent show I was at, which it was seeing yellow card, I'm wearing the earplugs. I'm like, this just I don't like wearing earplugs. Yeah. It doesn't feel as good. Like if I don't feel like I'm in the moment as much. And so during the last two songs of yellow card, I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm taking the earplugs <laughs> out. And it was awesome. I was like, man, this, I just, I hate this reality now where I have to wear earplugs. I'm too afraid of getting worse yeah, ringing is, in man. my ears, dude. It's what happens when you get old. I, I guess, dude, I don't know. I was wondering, cause there's other things with, with tinnitus where it's like you have high blood pressure or something like that. And I don't know, maybe there's something else slightly wrong with me, but it's probably from the front row. Yeah. <laughs> Iron Maiden <laughs> stadium. Iron Maiden stadium. <laughs> madness about i don't know how long ago it was but we went to a, a show with bayside and thrice oh yeah yeah and i remember sitting there and i like looked at you and our buddy josh and i was like does it sound terrible to you guys and you're both like no it sounds sounds fine sounds great and we were in the balcony uh intentionally because we're old men and we wanted to have seats at the show but uh, i remember thinking like what's going on man so i just put my finger up to my ears you know how like you're you know when you're pretending like you're a kid and you and you want to block out the sound but you're not really blocking out anything but it just kind of deadens it and i put my fingers up to my ears and i heard everything so much more crystal clear and i was like i don't i didn't think i had hearing problems but maybe i do maybe there's like a certain level now where i just can't hear as well and it like was killing the sound so once i did that and so then i was like i'm gonna go find out if they got some I've, this particular venue had like an app even you could order headphones through and they would bring them to your seat and so that th that said they were unavailable so i went out to like the the bar and asked if they had headphones and they said now we're all out they like they they went fast the show hmm. and then, i mean they were only a dollar or two but i'm like am i getting a worse experience now than i used to because i haven't really tested it at many other shows but like i didn't realize it sounded bad because i didn't i don't know the headphones or blocking my ears actually made the music sound better it was weird. Well, dude, that was true at the yellow card show that the sound quality was, especially cause I have a, I have like a, not like one of those super nice brands, but one they're like, they're not just like oh, yeah. orange squishy ones. I have, they're called eargasms, yeah. which I think is kind of a cringy name, but <laughs> they are really nice and they make it, they they're designed to, to not to keep the frequency level uh or like if it's like an eq that it's not gonna like crush the low end and the high end that's supposed to like evenly bring down the volume right so it did sound better technically with the earplugs in but i gotta ask dave now because i know you guys know about this about this yellow card show this is very important yeah dave do you know yellow card the band i am aware of them don't ask me to name any songs this okay, Dave, could you please name a song of theirs? Please. <laughs> Ocean Avenue, is that yellow card? There you go. Yeah, 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 you got it. He okay. knows. No, he wins. He wins. That's a great segue because this tour was the uh, the name of the tour was like called Celebrating 20 Years of Ocean Avenue. And that's the album that everyone loves. And they're, they have other good music, too, that I like. First of all, before you get into this, yeah, it is incredibly depressing. Oh, yeah. That that album 
is 20 years old. I, I think I talked about this once before with a different band, but like I have memories of their, that music from that album that are like formational moments in my life. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. every song on that album reminds me of like a different person. I remember the one song, um, Life of a Salesman, my buddy Danny's dad was like, there was a, a thing going on and like that song was really important to him. So now like every time I hear that, that music, I like, I think of that, there's a girl that I associate with one of the songs, like right. very right. much. So, and I'm like, that was, I'm, I'm old enough for something that came out 20 years ago to be formational in my life. <laughs> yeah. Not acceptable. Anyway, yeah. continue. So I was pretty pumped because normally these reunion, not reunion, but uh, kind of these, reunion. these anniversary tours, for example, I saw Thrice do Artists in the Ambulance. I've seen them do Behisu. They played the album front to back. That's what you expect. Yellow Card said, no, we're not doing that. They did not play all the songs from the tour that's named after this album. And I was looking at, because you can look online at Setlist FM and see their other setlist. On their festival dates, they do play the whole album so i was pretty disappointed in that i was pretty annoyed it's like dude if you have the name of the tour you should probably play all the songs you would think you would think that that show it was going to what baltimore and then it goes to uh near cleveland a couple hours from us and i was thinking about wanting to go to it but i knew i would like have to have to go you know two hours each way and not a big deal but i have to work that night and i just knew like it was going to be a whole thing and i was like kind of disappointed about not going and then you told me that and I was like, yeah, I'm I'm fine. That's yeah. fine. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty. Uh, an- Dude, here's it. OK, this is something I, I'd love to ask you guys about, because this has changed in me as I've gotten older with shows. When I was 18, 19 or younger, even going to shows, especially these big ones, you see where it's like, oh, p- people are getting alcohol. You know, that's fine at a concert. It is way expensive, you know, typically, yeah. typically. Yeah. And at the yellow card show, I was like, man, I really want to get a beer. And you know what? I fucking did. But it was $18. That's way high. Was that, is that extra high? That's extra high. Yeah. I I mean, I assume you didn't get like an import or something. So they're the only beers they had were the, the, the classics, Bud Light, (laughs) Miller Light, uh, a seltzer. And then there was like one IPA that was decent. And I don't even remember what, it was good though. The yeah. one I got was not a shit beer. Yeah, but still, I was like, eh. I think the last show that that uh, we went to, that I went to with Brandon, I, I I bought him a beer, and I think total our two beers were like sixteen dollars. Yeah, I, that's when uh, I think it was that much when I saw Metallica. That uh, makes sense though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that one I was I was I was paying for me and the beers with the guy that I went with because he bought the tickets right. and he offered for me to go. I'm like, sure, I'll buy you multiple drinks <laughs> right. for these Metallica right. tickets. But my question for you guys is now, are you like, I always felt like, man, do you really have to have a drink that costs four times, three times the amount at a show? Can't you just wait? But now that I'm an adult and I'm there, I'm like, you know what? I kind of do want a beer. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I think the advantage there, like I said earlier, is the tailgating aspect. I think if you can get sufficiently sloshed beforehand on your own dime and not the the stadium's dime is probably the min max. I guess if it's like a stadium show, you could always get a little shitty in the car (laughs) before you walk in um, if there's no tailgating. I think that's illegal. Well, you know, it's only illegal if you're caught. That's true. Um, But now 
but Brandon, for me, it's not even necessarily about the effects of the alcohol. Sure, it's sure. about enjoying the drink. That is true. I understand that. If certain concerts, dude, I would definitely be Absolutely. like, dude, if, if I saw Backstreet Boys again. Oh, yeah. You know, if, if Dave uh, and I are going to see Backstreet Boys, I want to have a few in me before I go. And that's going to enhance the experience. <laughs> you have a few in you by the time you come out. That's right. <laughs> I'll have a lot of things in me by the end of the night, that, for sure. That's right. right. I just kind of, no, I, I, I got to, Brandon, I got to agree with you, but you, but you have to be very careful with the pre-gaming. I've been to one NFL game in my life. And, uh, you know, when you go to an NFL game, you have to tailgate. Like, it's just part of it. But yeah. you, you got to pace yourself because if you go into that game, you are standing there for two and a half to three hours. And if you're, <laughs> if you're too up there when you get in, it's going to be a bad time. Uh, I never got to that point, but I can see it happening. I think you just have to kind of bite the bullet when you're going to a concert, a sporting event. I went to an MLS soccer game just this past Saturday, um, and it was $31 Canadian for two beers, which isn't nearly as bad as what Dustin just mentioned, but it was still bad. Um, I think you just kind of got to go with it. You know, two to four beers at a baseball game, a concert, probably what you're going to have. Just, you know, pay for it. It's part of the experience. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, funny thing, There's, that $31 per beer, they still wanted a tip just for turning around yeah, and grabbing the beers out of the, out of the thing. And yeah, of course they did. Can't stand that. I, as I've gotten older, have just kind of like, I guess I, I would prefer to go to a show and have two beers than to get a t-shirt that I'm going to lose and lose or grow out of or get ripped or whatever of shitty quality after like two years. I don't know why, but like I would rather have the memory and whatever than like feel like I need to get a shirt that I could have bought on their website for twenty dollars cheaper. Dude, speaking of outrageous prices, merch. Yeah, dude, oh. merch nowadays it's always been expensive. Don't get me wrong, but like I swear to God, I've seen like seventy five dollar t shirts and shit. Like I'm not exaggerating. Dude, like, my maiden, I got one shirt at Iron Maiden because I was like, dude, this is one of the best shows of my life. I'm getting a yeah. shirt. I'm pretty sure it was 50 or 60. My God. Yeah. It's a really nice shirt, to be fair. Which is, it's not, I mean, no shirt is probably worth 50 or 60 bucks. It's like a consolation prize, but still. Yeah. My favorite thing is when you go to shows and you come out afterwards, and this is usually with like big national touring, you know, stadium shows. Uh, I think when I saw Megadeth last year, oh, um, this was the case. You like see the, the tour shirt inside and you're like, I don't really want it. You know, it's it's sixty dollars, whatever. And then you walk outside, and there's all these like shady looking characters walking around with a big box of shirts. Mm-hmm. And really, what it is is they're just like slightly misprinted. Maybe they're like an, a, you know an inch tilted or whatever. <laughs> and they're selling them for well, they're trying to sell them for twenty bucks, but you can usually tell them you'll give them five, and they give them to you. And I'm just like, how many? Like, first of all, what is the the market on these? Do they like find out what the tour shirt's going to look like, buy one, reproduce it? Or is it just like the people making them make so many that they know they're going to have some mistakes, so they give all the mistakes to these like international arms dealers <laughs> that <laughs> that uh, sell these shirts after the concert for five dollars? I don't know, but it's kind of wild that like those same shirts with very little, maybe they're mislabeled. It's a three X, but it says two X or whatever. Right. I don't know. It's it's weird though that there's like a, a secondary concert shirt market. Dude, it's black market, dude. Dude, yeah. these, these internet scalpers could never. These are the men on the street. That's right. Selling the tickets outside the gate, selling the t-shirts. They can't do the work that these internet scalpers do. Dude, I was low-key thinking. I was telling you guys before we were recording, tonight Weezer is playing in Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. And last week I was thinking about going, and then I went to buy tickets and they were sold out. I said, that's well, that's crazy. 
that's I'm not going. My dad was like, you could go down and then wait until the show starts and then find someone outside selling tickets to probably get in super cheap. True. I thought that isn't a bad idea. It's a risk, though. It feels like because, dude, if you buy a ticket, that's a bum ticket or something from somebody at that point. Yeah, it's just and I don't like the idea of driving an hour for a a maybe a maybe. Right. Exactly. I, I have gone to probably 75 Penguins games. Whoa, I've never been to any. I haven't been to any in years. And I used to go my the girl I dated for a long time before I met my wife. um, We used to go to a lot of games together because we both really liked hockey and we'd go all the time. And for a while, they had this thing called the student discount or not. not, It wasn't called. It was called student rush. Basically, like they designated one section in the arena that was for students and they were good seats. And like you had to get in line and, you know, you'd get a $20 ticket to a for a $150 seat or something like that. But you had to go there. You had to wait in line. You had to, it was your whole day and that's fine. But like once I wasn't able to participate in that anymore, cause I was, I no longer had a valid student ID. I would just go and wait until like, you know, the game starts at seven Oh five and I would wait till seven ten and start trying to get a ticket. And usually you could get a ticket for like, because uh, the games were always sold out too, but there'd be some amount of people that didn't sell their ticket or didn't redeem their tickets, and they or they like had an extra one they sold to these guys, and I could usually get one for like twenty percent. Dirt cheap, and sometimes you pay a little more. And if you if you went, you just acknowledge that okay, I'm okay with paying the the face value on the ticket, but I'm probably not going to. And I would say I have a ninety five percent success rate. I've never once had anybody scam me on those out of many 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 games. And have always gotten, like I said, probably about 95% of the time have gotten really solid deals from just buying the tickets from people on the street. Oh, shit. Just men trying to make a buck, you know? That's right. He's trying to feed his family. He's trying to feed his family. Dave, I got to go back to this. How was the culture, I guess, I don't know how else, how to ask this, of the show that you were at when you were abroad? In Brussels? Yeah. Um, it was, okay, it was great. Um, it, it felt like just like any other show, like small to medium sized show that I had been to like here in Toronto. Um, and I've been to quite a few at at this, at similar size venues, but it was kind of sad because, um, you know, I, I've been a fan of block party for like 15 years now. Um, and the crowd was noticeably old. <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah. I was expecting, I was expecting to go to the show and feel like, um, like feel like old because, like you know, I hadn't been to a concert like this in a while. So I figured, right. you know, it was going to be a lot of younger, like trendy Euro trash. But it wasn't. It was wow. like people my age and slightly older, and like they were right. dancing and stuff. And it, it was a great, great time. But I, I did notice that that I felt, uh, you know. It, it was a little sad in that respect, but no, it was a good time. Nobody was rowdy, and yeah, it, from a crowd perspective, it was a lot like like I had remembered. So yeah, it was a good time. I hey. went to sorry. Oh no, go ahead, Ben. I went to see the Dropkick Murphys probably seven or eight years ago, and I had seen them. I don't know once or twice before that. One time specifically was at a uh, was at a Warp tour at a festival, but then I saw them in a, in a venue another time. But anyway, I went and I you know this is let's say I was. 30 let's say i was 30 years old i would say that i was the youngest person there by seven or eight years jesus and i was one of like 15 people not wearing like an irish cap (laughs) 
Uh, it was just like everybody looked this looked like the you know, and I know I I fit right in with them, but like an overweight, bearded, bald dude, <laughs> all of everybody, and I was like. <laughs> first of all this is my people right and second of all what happened to me right. <laughs> like i used to like go and getting i was always in the pit throwing throwing arms and everything at, at shows and well all of them were too and then you know you, you're like standing on the edges because i know my limits and you see all these guys like you know dancing and everything and then like after 30 seconds into the first song they're all like <gasps> winded, winded. <laughs> Just, dude there was some really different culturally um, some of the shows that you and I have been to, Dustin, like, mm-hmm. and I guess, Matt, did you go to the Oliver Tree show? Yes, you did yeah. too, didn't mm-hmm. you, dude? The crowd there, yeah, we were, were all we were ancient yeah. at that show, <laughs> dude. What I'm, it was literally like TikTok generation. Like some of the people that were in that show, I could have done without seeing them, but like literally were TikTok stars, yeah, and were like so clearly like in the adolescent stage of even their music career. It was crazy, bro. I mean, it was a good show. Don't get me wrong, but it was such a different feel than anything we had ever been to. And it wasn't quite as bad, but the um, the, the Porter Robinson show was much younger as well. Zoomers. Yeah. Yeah. But dude, Dave, the you're talking about the moment you realize you're like, oh, no, like uh, everyone's old, like we're all old <laughs> or whatever. So at that yellow card show, and I realized this afterwards that before yellow card played, they had uh there's like this thing. Uh, it's like a DJ type tour event thing called emo night, where it's basically people go to a club and they listen to like taking back Sunday and fall boy and stuff like that. Anyway, it was an emo night DJ playing the set, doing the set list before yellow card. And so everyone's hanging out. And at this point, everyone's had a lot to drink and they're playing, you know, uh, like I said, Fallout Boy. Emo There's bangers. like Paramore. So they're playing Jimmy World, and the, everyone is going nuts at just the music they're playing over the Before speakers. Before the show, singing as loud as possible. I looked at my mom and, and I said, because that my parents were there with me. I'm like, this is awesome, but we are at the point where I'm like, this is like old people at disco night yeah. or something. Oh, no. Where they're like, oh, I remember this song back in my day. I'm like, here we are, just just slightly down the line sure. oh, we're, we're, we're like right now people that were into like alternative emo screamo type music are now in the nostalgia era i mean we have been for a few years now but that moment cemented in me where i was like oh no yeah, this is it's, the this is the new golden oldies it's so weird too because like i remember being young and my mom would listen to you know like the beatles and like this is a little bit older but like frank sinatra and tony bennett and i'm like these Hell are yeah. This is old people music. And I'm thinking like, is my daughter going to be listening, like watching me listen to like Nelly and Jennifer Lopez and <laughs> yes. the, the two early 2000s bangers and be like, ooh, this is yeah. old people music. It's just so hard to wrap your head around. But yeah, unfortunately, fellas, we are at that point. <laughs> I'll really never are. forget. We were the four of us and and uh, a couple others, a couple of our, of our other friends were at PAX East at a party um that they threw for like press and and everything in the gaming events and the dj was like a really good dj he was mixing some really good tracks and like whatever and everybody was just kind of like you know it was all a bunch of uh, predominantly just a bunch of white fuddy duddies just hanging out we were like kind of jamming to the music and it was all good and then out of nowhere total tone shift he puts on a mix that i think he was doing live of mr brightside by the killers 
the white people anthem. And I have never in my entire life seen a crowd erupt like that live. I mean, you <laughs> you know, you see, but I have never seen just like that many people hanging out, leaning on the bar, grabbing their I their seventy fourth. That has to be our generations living on a prayer, right? I think. I guess <laughs> it has to be. I guess it, it, it was unreal. And then Dave fell down the steps. Oh yeah. You're right, Dave. It was the best of times. It was yeah. the best of times. It was a good time. <laughs> yeah, it honestly was. Oh man. Yeah, dude, Mr. Brightside, that's the that's the millennial it, anthem. I it, feel like it has to be. It is not the best killer song. I will no. I will stand not. by that forever. What is the best one then? Is it uh the one that was on rock band? What's uh, it called? When you were young. When it, you were young. That is the I don't care what anybody says, they are wrong. That is the best killer song ever made and it you has, were like 10 years old when that and it has out. one of the best music videos of all time listen i i remember working at a sam goody when that first when hot fuss the killer's first album banger came out great album Front but at back. the time because we had like you know we, i was working at a sam goody which is a music video game and um pop culture store it was like hot topic but less cool it's like fye less emo like fye which i don't know if that exists anymore either but we had to like listen to this this sound this like mixtape that the the corporate made for us, and it was like, you know, a, a decent song. Hey everybody, welcome to Sam Goody. Yada yada yada. And then like a not so good song, and then like you know whatever top forty hit was up. But so we would just like a, a, a occasionally switch out the disc that they sent us and just put it in whatever album we wanted to. And one time, my coworker put in Hot Fuss and the the disc exchanger broke and like oh. we couldn't get it out so for months <laughs> the only album i listened to was hot fuss and i hated it for years now i love it again you're fucked and then there was another point where that same thing that exact same scenario happened but it was with a band i'm trying to remember the mars volta do you guys know the mars volta i know, I know the name that's they're like yeah. really trippy and there's like some screeching on the and it was <laughs> i love that that i love that music but I did not like hearing it for months on end. Every shift sure. I would go in like I would I would come home dreaming of it and go in dreading it because it was just the same. Even music I liked what that would happen with. Yeah. And then they sent us a um, a giant like cardboard cutout poster thing of um, of Kanye West. I think it was from College Dropouts. Greatest artist of all time. And um, <laughs> when we weren't when we weren't looking, uh, someone drew a dick on it with Sharpie. Oh, so, dude. So we right. happened. Dude, fish sticks in your mouth. Uh, that reminds me of Ben. You're talking about how you connect songs with things later. I remember I got was really excited. I got a CD alarm clock. Oh yeah, when I was in oh, in uh, like ninth or tenth grade. So first of all, I eventually my brain trained itself where I would wake up to the sound of the disc spinning. Yes, and I'm like, oh no, Walls by Emery is about to start blasting <laughs> really loud. So it's like you got to get up before it starts. Like you know, the beginning of that song. Yeah, dude, yeah. that. That's a traumatic thing. I do you guys know the song Good Morning? I knew dude, I was gonna I knew dude, you had the same experience. Literally, <laughs> it will ruin a fucking song for you having to wake up because I don't know if you guys are know the song, but the very first thing that happens in that song is a rooster crowing at the very beginning. So every morning I'd wake up to <laughs> like literally like I'm on a fucking farm. Um traumatic. I actually hate the song to the day. Um don't do that. Unless you want to hate the song. Um, but something I was thinking of, boys. What music has 
like not aged well. I was thinking of a band like like the 303 time, like the Al City. And I guess Al City's still good. Dude, I like My that first album still. Yeah. But but bands like what's the what's the party rock anthem? What band LMFAO. is that? LMFAO. Dude, LMFAO. that yeah. shit aged so poorly. It is there any does is someone still a huge fan? Of LMFAO? The music I like, <laughs> like, like the music I loved at that time, I st- feel like maybe it has aged poorly, but I wouldn't know because I still love it. And probably that's the music I'll always be. In. Like, I remember, like Dave was saying earlier, his mom listened to old music. My dad listened to like mu- music from the late 80s in like the early 2000s. And I was like, dad, this music's so old. Like, how, how could you put up with this? And now I'm listening to stuff from like the early 2000s still in the 2020s and i'm like oh shit but no i i think that's more like novelty music i don't know if anybody is actually like fans are maybe there are someone is someone's favorite song party rock anthem dude i always think still i thought those guys were really interesting because they they were like uncle and nephew yeah oh what yeah they were they were related i did not know that and i always felt like they they were they knew that they were a joke yeah and they were Even leaning into it yeah. but i think that people didn't get it yeah. i think the people they were like oh yeah this is party music this is awesome you made me think of though do you remember maybe you remember this ben being in the scene but there was this very short era i want to say this was like 2007 where screamo guys were trying to do their own version of rap music called crunk core oh absolutely no. oh this dude <laughs> This is the worst music imaginable. Uh, yes. Broken Side, I think, was the main oh, band. Dude, dude I remember. Yes, we. So Broken this Side is so bri- this is the bad, epitome bro. of a time and place that it just did not. It did not. Dude, and for a little bit, I think I thought it was fun at first. But do you guys remember what was it? Pop goes punk. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah do you yeah, remember yeah. that shit? Some of that was so well, bad. Pop goes bro. punk. Then there was pop goes crunk. Which is still some of the best music ever. Oh, no. ever Who did the uh, "Since You've Been Gone" cover on the Pop Goes Punk? I don't that remember. was actually pretty good. Yeah. I don't remember. I'm, you're talking about that crunk time period, and I don't remember the band yeah. name, but I saw a band at the. I was working at the music festival creation. Maybe I wasn't even working there. Maybe I was just there at the uh, at this particular year. And there was a band that had a giant synthesizer. And when I say giants, was it Family Force Five? It was Family Force Five. I knew as soon as you were like crunk Christian band, I'm like, dude, it's Family Force Five. It was. I couldn't remember until you said it, but it absolutely was Family Force Five. That is amazing. And it was like they took two giant structures. They were probably just made of wood or you know something, but they had like giant light up buttons on them, and they they were they were the height of like a tractor trailer. There might have even been four of them, and then they just put them all together on stage, and it was seriously like. 40 feet across 20 feet high and it was functional and they would just like and they had a stick and they would just like slam the buttons and whatever <laughs> whatever was programmed into them would play and i remember thinking i was like that's really cool <laughs> but it was not really cool <laughs> but it, in my mind damn dude it's still pretty cool you i have seen family force five a couple times from just being at cornerstone yeah. specifically yeah you awoke in a different memory within me Uh-oh. of when I saw Reliant K at one of these festivals and a girl that was with the band ran out and tried to stage dive uh-huh. and then didn't make it. Oh no. She like, no one caught her. And I remember someone saying like, that's Matt Thiessen's girlfriend. 
she's an, a, a Christian artist also. Yeah. And it was a few years later, I realized the girl that tried to jump off and failed at crowd surfing was Katy Perry. Yep. Oh my That was God. her at that cornerstone. Are you totally shitting me? It. That is insane. Yeah. Bro. I wonder if there's video of this. There might be. There very wow, well might bro. be. But that, that's insane. Yeah. There were some weird characters every once in a while that pop up at Cornerstone. Like MC Hammer was there one year. Oh, my God. Uh, he was doing like gospel music oh, later wow. on. Weird. I didn't see him, though. One year they were like, oh, yeah, Miley Cyrus's sister is here. Oh, but she wasn't performing. She was just there. She was it just, might not have been true. Yeah, she was but, just participating. Yeah, it makes me think about it gets me into thinking about my um, some of my favorite times of listening to music was when I had my first car that was all my own and I would go to lots of shows in that, but I, I got a CD player one year because it, mm. it was a, it was a 1990. So it had a cassette player in it, but I got a CD player and actually installed it and everything. And I was just thinking about old cars and like, I don't know if you guys remember my first car was, a was technically it was my parents' car, but it was a Dodge spirit and it was a piece of shit. But I remember like how cool it was to have my first car and be able to listen to my own music, whatever I wanted to listen to while I drove way too fast, not knowing like I was like 16 and a half, not barely knowing how to drive and just some of the really stupid shit I would do. Not like anything actually like illegal or other than speeding or like super dangerous. Well, it was probably super dangerous, but just like flying down these yeah. back roads at 70 miles an hour that mm -hmm. are like posted at 20 miles an hour. Like, what was I thinking? Yeah. But guess what? The music was pumping Dude, in my CD player, so I didn't give a shit. I certainly have heftily contributed to multiple of my parents' cars' speakers being blown out. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Dude, Brandy, you bypassed having a shitty first car. Because your first yeah. was your first car the Fiesta? Yeah, dude. I actually got really lucky. I'm um, working at that car dealership. I got practically a new car, and then I like promptly totaled it a couple years later after yeah. paying it off. I'm you like, always hated it, though. Dude, the the Shidesta, the Conesta, very affectionately <laughs> referred to as, um, I I managed to spend what little money I had saved. I'm like, I'm gonna pay this fucking thing off. I just got new tires on this bitch. Bam, totaled that motherfucker promptly. Yeah. Um, but you know that that's the way she goes. It was it, it was short and it was sweet. Um, now we're all driving like old people cars. Yes. Dave, you just bought an SUV because you got a kid on the way. Um, I just bought a. I mean, it's not an old person car, Dude, but it's three Subies. Well, we got three Subies three here Subies. in the driveway. Yeah, my like first this. car was a Subaru. The dude, dude, Brandon, the white, the legendary, the legendary. There were so many good memories in that in that whip. It was, dude. It was still rocking for a while. In fact, our friend Christian yeah. had it. I don't know. I'm curious what he did with it. Did you gotta find it and buy it back? Dude, it would. Could you imagine? You'd have to put a whole new body on it. It was so rusted out. But uh, that was hard, dude. dude. I got. I, I gotta think... say, sorry. Be, before we okay. move off the, yeah, you gotta thing, just cut in here. It's fine. Yeah. Um. I, my wife and I, about six years ago, we took a road trip to Maine. Uh, we drove through Vermont, New Hampshire. Um, but we were taken aback by the sheer amount of Subarus, which we were not expecting to see. Because when oh, you yeah. drive through the states, like you expect to see, like the, the majority, like American cars. Um, yeah. Subarus was not expecting to see that much when I came to visit you guys for the first time, same thing, Subarus everywhere, just wasn't expecting to see it. There, there's this seems to be this obsession with Subarus in like the Northeastern part of the United States that I had no idea about. I'm not complaining. I love it. I love Subarus, but, uh, yeah, you, well, not, not to get cars. serious, but they're just, they're good all around. 
um terrain and weather that's what it is it's the weather that's why i'm surprised dave do you guys not have them as much because i honestly think a huge driving factor to that in the northeast is the weather we have so we're pretty well balanced here but uh we we had this plague um it was like COVID nineteen. COVID for cars. <laughs> we had that here too, Dave. Of like late nineties, early two thousands, where we were we were riddled with Dodge caravans and Honda Civics. Oh. And I think we're kind of bouncing back from it because there's a pretty like nice balance. But you see a decent amount of Subarus, but you know, they're kind of intermingled with a lot of Hondas, a lot of Acuras, um, a lot of um Toyotas, they're everywhere um you know a lot of volkswagens and it's a nice mix but you know i subarus definitely dominated the landscape when i was down there and again i'm not i'm not mad about it, it I, I love subarus i really want to cross trek it's my weird dad car Dude, fantasy those are fucking awesome <laughs> but seriously yeah, those are yeah, awesome and I, that- I, I myself was never an Impreza guy. My second car that I ever purchased was a Lancer, so I kind of went the Mitsubishi route. But um, yeah, yeah Cross Trek is 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 something I still have my eye on. So yeah, Dave, not this is something I never thought of. Is there much? Um, is, is there many American cars up where you're at? Do you see them often, or is it like a minority? No, it's a minority. Like you, you'd see a decent amount of, especially when it comes to trucks. Like it's F one fifty. That's what everyone's got. But uh, other than that, like people kind of shy away from GM, Chrysler, Dodge, that kind of stuff. Um, again, unless you have a truck, it's it's much more um, Asian here and then European and then American. That's crazy. Yeah. We have we have like, I mean, obviously the F-150 is like, I think it might be the best-selling truck for a very long time in the U.S. Probably, but yeah. Dodge is like huge in this area. I don't know why. Um, probably because we have a lot of dealerships, but I see an insane amount of Dodge. It's the best selling until the Cybertruck comes out. Dude, that shit ain't never coming out. (laughs) That shit ain't never coming out. Not after that on stage fucking fail by elongated musket. Elongated musket, dude. Yeah. He's built like a fucking milk carton, dude. He's got the rib cage of a, a warrior. Dude, I think it would be so cool to have a Tesla, though. I would. First of all, I mean, they're not very affordable i know they're getting lower in price they're getting a lot better and to be honest with you as the rest of the market goes up i'm telling you if if things continue a tesla will not seem very expensive anymore well dude i noticed just the other day it seems like the car market is evening out because i saw our subaru dealer had a cross track for their a new cross track for thirty thousand. yeah i was like what like for a while it was totally insane out of hand but now it seems it's kind of evened out Speaking of Elon Musk, would you guys, do you guys got Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk in? I just in, saw in Mark Zuckerberg. He's looking ripped. Mark is Mark is putting the work in. Uh, I haven't seen Elon, but my guess is, I, I, based on what I saw today, I'm going Mark. Dude, but have you seen his rib cage? I, I know that thing can take like a Mack truck to the side of it, just based <laughs> on the way it looks. Um, and he had to put up with Grimes bitching for a long time, and had mm-hmm. a kid with her, so he's like prepared for the mental anguish that would ensue in a fight i don't know i just Maybe i mean right. he owns facebook so i just assumed he's got like a wolverine adamantium like <laughs> bones now so. he, yeah. he he is he is cyborg yeah wild stuff true truly crazy times it's definitely more than we have time to get into but the whole new social media platform do thread or whatever the is, fuck called. it's wild oh, that's probably another subject for another day because it is time unfortunately for us to wrap up um, one, because we all have places to be and things to do. 
And the other is because uh, the recording software that we have a time limit on is uh, almost up <laughs> because I didn't <laughs> check the time limit before we started. Shit. Subscribe on Patreon, folks. We yeah. need it. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, reminder, if you want to help support HP After Dark, but more importantly, the HP podcast. I don't know about more importantly. Just as importantly, the HP Podcast. You can sign up over on patreon.com slash handsome phantom for as little as a dollar a month. We really appreciate it. Thanks for hanging out with us while we talked about all sorts of insane shit here. Um, it really is really just a time for us to hang out, but we are glad to bring you on the ride with us. Other than that, thank you boys for for hanging out. Yeah. Appreciate it. Good talking about some concerts, some I don't even remember what else we talked about. Lots of music, but that's good, man. Yeah. It's it's always something. Usually when Phil's here, it's about movies yeah so he's our movie buff yeah we gotta we gotta talk about about music sometimes too thanks and we'll see you in the discord see you next time